To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings podcast from Newstalk ZB. As promised, the coalition government has followed through on its promise to scrap Labour's target of reducing the prison population by 30%, although it looks like Chris Hipkins got in before the government could in the lead-up to last year's election, then Prime Minister Chris Hipkins, in a desperate scramble for votes, said the prison population reduction target's already gone. Gone. was part of the big dump pile uh, that Chris Hipkins created when he became Prime Minister. Anything he deemed to be unpopular with the public got scrapped in a bid for re-election. So the prison reduction, the prison population reduction target of 30%, he said, was gone. So the coalition government has confirmed that. No prison reduction target. They've also scrapped government funding for cultural reports or S27 reports. Now these reports have been around since 2002. Initially they were funded by the Justice Ministry and there were roughly 250 odd reports written between between 2002 and 2017. Again, initially they were seen as a way of members of an offender's whānau or family to stand up and address the court and give the judge insight into why this person was appearing before them. They weren't terribly successful because the judges weren't that jazzed on having somebody appear and address them when they might not be able to understand the intent of what was behind it or what the meaning was behind behind the address and a lot of People didn't feel comfortable about standing up in court and addressing a judge. And another reason was that a lot of offenders appeared in court because they didn't have any whānau or family behind them. That was part of the reason why they'd gone rogue. Anyone can, or could, ask for a cultural report, but they are predominantly written for Māori, who are appearing before a judge. So... Somebody cottoned on to the fact that this is a jolly good thing. Defence lawyers, especially those appearing on the, you know, under legal aid, simply don't have the time to do a thorough investigation into an offender's background. They say they're just, you know, there aren't the billable hours to do that. So you farm that out to somebody who will. And figures show the number of invoices for written reports approved by the Ministry of Justice, rose from 74 in 2018 to 2,333 in 2021. Costs have increased from around 865000 in 2019 to more than $6 million in 2021. So everybody cottoned on that this was a great idea. And when you look at the number of businesses that have been set up to write these reports. And you look at the testimonials from anonymous offenders and anonymous defence lawyers who say, oh, amazing, got home D when I wasn't expecting it. Incredible, got 30% off my, what I was expecting to get. 
you can see why offenders would think, well, bloody hell, I'm going to get that, especially when you don't have to pay for it. You can still get a cultural report if you choose to pay for it. What has happened is that this government has said the taxpayer's not going to fund it anymore. Corrections Minister Mark Mitchell says cultural reports have moved away from being a way for Fano and family to support an, offend, an offender into a cottage industry costing the taxpayer millions. It's important to remember that, that the cultural reports are important and they can give very good information and put good information in front of the judge. However, the intent of it was always to be a family member, a whānau member that actually knows the person and could get up and, and present either an oral submission or a written submission. It turned into this perverse, sort of twisted um, uh, cottage industry where people that didn't even know the person going in front of the court were writing cultural reports in a way mm. to try and quite simply reduce their sentence. And so, of course, we ended up with an over 200% increase in people out on electronic oh. bail and a, a massive, you know, it just, it was, all it did was transfer the risk back into the community. Absolutely. So again, there are a number of problems with, with, you know, continuing with the idea of saying, well, we're not going to pay for it. But if you've got a whānau member who can stand up and address the judge, you fill your boots, go for it and let them have their say. For the very reasons I outlined earlier, they might be estranged um, and you might have whānau members who are not comfortable at all at standing up in court and addressing a judge. There's no doubt, as Mark Mitchell said, that insight into a criminal's background can give a judge context with sentencing and they can ask for a cultural report if they believe that's going to help them with with a complex case or where they feel they need more insight into the offender before they can give a fair and just sentence. But and I noticed that actors, you know, when in their press release used the same example because that still sticks in my craw. Remember the teen mongrel mob member who indecently assaulted a pregnant woman in her own bed? He was given 12 months home detention. 19-year-old Stevie Tonoa thanked Judge Gordon Martinga after receiving his sentence on, I think it was last year, wasn't it? He walked from the dock into the police cells and yelled, Cracked it! Now, one of the main reasons for a cultural report, according to the report writers, according to the businesses that write cultural reports, is that they will help with rehabilitation, that the cost to the taxpayer will be more than offset by keeping a person out of prison and in the community contributing. That by giving a judge insight, that by an offender receiving a home detention sentence or a much lighter sentence, it will make them, give them a second chance. Make them think, somebody's finally listened to me, heard my truth, yay, now I can go and be a contributing member of society. The trouble is that in not one of these eloquent pleas to keep the reports, that are the very reason for these businesses existing, has the author shown there has been a reduction in offending as a result? I mean, there might be, I just haven't read it. (laughs) There are a number of editorials that have appeared in the media when it looked likely that these were to be axed. And they're well written, but the cultural reports are as well written as the editorials. No wonder the offenders are getting off. They're well written, they're eloquent, they're all written by people who make a coin out of taxpayer-funded cultural reports, but not one of them has shown 
as a result of cultural reports and fair and just sentencing, this person has never offended again, or recidivism has dropped by 22%. Not once. And if you can show me these figures, if you can show me the stats and show me the data, that the cultural reports that give judges insight into offenders result in these offenders not offending again, then it might be easier to to agree that there is a place for cultural reports and the taxpayer funding them. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.